0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Song here, your host, doing the most for everything. Let's say it together good and bad inside the world of Apple. This is episode 75. Thanks so much for listening. You know, I'm going to be gone for the next two weeks on a huge, massive family vacation to China. It's like a reunion, it's a big deal. I haven't been there for ever for as long as I can remember since I was a young little kid. So during that time, I'll still be bringing you content. We have two shows planned for you. So don't worry. I still got your back cause you got mine, but also this show is sponsored by you. Thank you so much. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong. This is completely independent. You support me and allow me to do this. I still have a ways to go, but check it out starting at $2 per month. It goes from two to five to 10 to 25, 100 is the platinum level. Also, look, you get early access to my content, you get exclusive content, and you get a completely ad-free show. You don't hear anything like this in the entire show if you support it on Patreon. So let's get to this week, bringing in my guest, Gil Cabrera, my buddy. We're talking all things Apple this week. All right, everybody, you know him, you love him. Are you a veteran of the show, Gil? Are you kind of like, I guess you're a veteran of the show.
1: I think I think I'm a veteran of the show. I think,
0: yeah. I think you're 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 uh, we're, you're almost a series regular.
1: <laughs> well I can't wait to get to that stage.
0: <laughs> you're all you're all you're all hint
1: hint that, that that that's when the residuals start coming in, right? I think I think that's when that counts. It's, yeah, like, those, it's like when you hit your 100th hundred, episode. It's all that big money. Those
0: big time residuals. <laughs> and it, anyways, Gil Cabrera in the house, a uh, friend of the show, friend of mine. Um you know what, Gil, I also wanted to let people know. Um, you're actually, because it's something that I love, not only are you a big tech fan, but you're actually really active, um, with comic con, this kind of being, I guess when your last year are sitting on the board, can you tell people a little bit about that? Because I know we got some comic book nerds out there before we jump into the Apple stuff.
1: Oh, sure. I, I, uh, sit on the board of the San Diego convention center. And so as a result of that, you know, comic cons are, are, you know, one of those events that everybody knows about at the center. Although we have, you know, hundreds of others, but that's the fun one. And then, uh, since I'm a big, you know, big old nerd, as you know, on on almost every front, and and love ver- various fandoms, um, it's been one of those just awesome parts of being on this board is I get to really enjoy Comic Con and and uh, take friends through and make sure they get to see everything and enjoy stuff and just hype it all up. So. Yeah, we just uh, entered Comic Con month, uh, July. So um, I had an artist draw up a comic book version of all my uh, senior leadership team at the Uh-oh. board, and so we just, so our, our we have this uh, uh, panel in front of the boardroom that has all of our pictures, and so I had them replace everything with our comic book versions. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, last year I did anime. This year I did I did sort of like a more gritty comic book version. Um, so uh, so yeah, so that so I, my Twitter handle, my Twitter photos all that stuff has changed over to the comic book version so we're, we're having fun with it <laughs> we're looking forward to it it's uh the panels are lining up it's looking like it's going to be pretty epic it's the 50th comic-con so oh my gosh awesome.
0: yeah i was Brit. just i was just reading about and not because i do some work on the side here and there with dc but dc's having a pop-up where basically they're going to have a, a literally a skydiving booth uh, where you physically are in a skydiving booth where you put on vr to simulate what they call the dark knight dive that's rad. That's
1: that's rad. Do you get Deadpool. to do you get do you get to do the hero landing too? Because the superhero landing, you know. True. It's awesome. And as Deadpool says it's it's murder on the knees, <laughs> but it's awesome.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's a good reference. The, the, uh, <laughs> I mean, just be you know, I won't be able to go, I'll be out of town, but um man, I'm so bummed that I'll be missing the fiftieth comic book. I miss uh, I,
1: yeah, I know, and we usually have a little drink, a little yeah. a little a little steak. I mean, oh, come on, brother. And this is my and this is probably my last one. Yeah. Uh. Uh, yeah. So it kind of hurts. Uh, I've, I've, I have for six years, um, restricted my wife's ability to schedule a vacation during Comic-Con <laughs> and, and she made me promise once I was off the board that she could, if, if, if something comes up, she'll schedule something. So we'll see. It's, well, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting.
0: <laughs> here are y'all. Changes are, changes are a common.
1: <laughs> totally. Totally. You know, what's interesting. VR has not taken off yep. at Comic-Con as much as I thought it would. Um, Two years ago, you saw a bunch more VR stuff on the floor than you did last year. So it'll be interesting if it comes back or not. You know, at, at some point, I would think it's got to. So it's it's interesting that DC is doing a VR experience. So that's cool. Yeah. Makes sense, right? It makes total sense.
0: Dude, I want, I want to do a Dark Knight dive. Come on now. Who wouldn't? I know. I know. Who wouldn't? All right. Well, hey, uh, we'll talk about some of that later down the road. But we're going to jump into the Apple stuff. We're going to get people right to it. Um, just kind of the fun stories. We're going to start off with kind of a collection, of hodgepodge stories. We will talk about some of the Johnny Ive follow-up a little later and some Eddie Q stuff. But let's first get this one. This one just dropped, and it's a small story, but I think it's um, an eye-opener. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. sorry about that. I know. Your
1: your, your, your dad joke, uh, Kung Fu, is strong.
0: <laughs> we're, we're starting off fierce. So, this is really cool. A new feature in the iOS 13 beta enables the appearance of eye contact during face calls. It's a attention correction feature. Now, I know you've done this, whether you're traveling, whether you're talking to loved ones, where I always hated it when I'm talking to people and I can tell they're not looking at me because they're looking at the box. And then so what I'll sometimes do is deliberately look at the camera, but then not really be able to see the people. This is actually going to basically be using some form of, um, I guess augmented reality where it's gonna change the gaze of your eye. It's called FaceTime Attention Correction. It's a setting in the FaceTime section of the setting apps in the third iOS 13 beta. This is crazy.
1: Oh dude, this is a door that's being opened that is a dangerous, <laughs> dangerous door. You start, you know, oh we're just we're just messing with your eyes a little bit and then then it's gonna be like do you do you remember in uh Ready Player One they had a mode called uh, emotion suppression mode. And so your face just, you know, it looked like you were still there and still active, but your face seemed um, just normal, right? And you did no reaction from you. You could just see where this starts getting more and more crazy. Uh, Little features here, little features there that they're going to start just messing with your with what you're doing. Right. I mean, it's, 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 so yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of freaky, but it's, it's the, it's the door opening. That's, that's freaking that's, me out a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
0: It's, I think, you know, it is absolutely badass. It's also absolutely creepy at the same time. You know, it, what could they augment later? We even saw, um, I think it was with the iPhone 10. I believe it was the iPhone 10 S when they released it, there was this face smoothing feature with selfies mm-hmm. that people were saying, Hey, uh, this what's going on. Why does it look so different from my other cameras? And then Apple didn't admit that they were doing anything like that. And then later on, they kind of came clean, and said, okay, we're, we're turning off um, how your face appears in the software because people weren't responsive to that. It was almost like a beauty filter esque thing. And <laughs> then, but Apple didn't tell people at first, right? Yeah, and then they yeah. took it off. Okay. Here it's an option. I, I would definitely use this, but it just makes you wonder like where do we go after this? It's not like it's just gonna stop from your Whoa. eye gaze. They're going to clearly be testing this in other ways. You know, Snapchat filters are fun. This is not this is practical, but it's creepy.
1: Yeah. I, well, um the easy one, if you think about it, is uh changing your eye color over time, mm-hmm. right? Like you could just say, I want to be blue-eyed uh for all calls from now on, and you're like, Oh, okay, you know, like I like the contact lens, except they could stick it on there. Um <laughs> There's this show on, on uh, HBO called Years Year After Year, Years After Years. It's brand new, and it's set in the future. And one of the things that they have is um, a, uh, some glasses that you wear, but it, it ends up being a, like a screen, and you can basically put Snapchat filters on your face in real life. Uh, what? It's so jacked up. And so the, so this, the way they show it is with a kid talking to her parents and she will not take down the filters and they, and they're like, annoyed but they're like you know can you stop doing that you know and it, and it, it basically shows her face but with like the dog uh tongue and ears and the big eyes <laughs> and it's freaky it's freaky but you're and, and my wife and I were like god help us if they ever come out with this
0: <laughs> you know um you know I'm gonna be gone on vacation not vacation it's really well it is but it's a huge family trip to China for the next two weeks and I have some guests lined up and I talked to you specifically um a developer that's been working with ARKit, and we really dive into a lot of stuff around augmented reality and ARKit. And he was talking about how, you know, and people will be able to hear this when the episode drops, how a lot of the things that we, because we don't have any type of glasses or heads-up display right now, all the ways that we think of augmented reality are, we can't even think about how it's actually going to be used. But one of the things he was talking about is, Not necessarily Snapchat face filters, but how we can augment things that we see, whether we want to remove things or like like advertisements or things like that. And, you know, when you talk about just being able to have your kid and they just want to look at you with your with a filter on your face the whole time. The thing is that I always think of emojis because Apple loves emojis and that's going to be a thing. It's going to be an app out there. And
1: our kids love them. I mean, our kids our kids when we're facetiming with our kids they go straight to the to the animojis and the emojis i mean that's, they just can't help themselves and they're just rotating through them and they love them um, the other thing that, that that reminds me of did you ever watch uh, i love uh, my my whole life is tv references right uh, <laughs> love it. there's there's a black mirror where there's technology in the future that you can do an implant into your kids you know brain basically and you can filter out content from what oh, they see man. so like so like if somebody cusses it just it bleeps it If somebody's being violent or inappropriate, it, it fuzzes them out Mm. and then you can block people. So you never see them. Yeah. Um, uh, other than it's a blur. And of course you can, you know, black mirrors always goes to the dark. Right. So you could see how that would just be sort of crazy. (laughs) But yeah, the other, the other thing I was thinking is like, uh, have you seen Spider-Man yet?
0: Oh yeah, I have. Did you see Uh, it last night? I did, I did. Oh, oh yeah, so no spoilers here. No spoilers uh, here, no no, right? No, no spoilers, but fresh just fresh out of the, the oven.
1: Yeah, but I think the glasses—that's not a spoiler, right? Just the the the, the glass. They're they're the, the Tony Stark glasses. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah, has yeah. in all the Avenger movies, and that would be rad. Like especially for people's names. Yeah. Like, can you oh, imagine my. how awesome if your glasses just that's told so you true. that's that's John, that's Jenny, that's so and so? Because how many yeah. times you're at a party and you're like, Hey,
0: you yeah oh you? man and well the good thing is that okay well you would have to wear the glasses and at least add them to your contacts and basically be like hey can you stand there for a second so my glasses can scan your face <laughs> just 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 i just need to take a photo Come and then like,
1: we could be we could be subtle about it <laughs>
0: it's fine. It's fine. so anyways yeah, yeah this cre- this creepy eye thing um i don't know what to, i don't know what's next i don't necessarily want to know what's next but it, it is crazy but it is cool right now i would yeah. totally use it totally yeah
1: no i would absolutely I, I would use it particularly if i'm facetiming with my wife yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's she's always the one that's like what are you looking at i'm oh like my hey, gosh. i'm, talki- I'm talking i'm talking to you baby
0: this is genius you could <laughs> literally be reading articles and watching content and it'll look like you're looking at your significant other
1: totally this is totally
0: yeah. even more significant of a revelation we'll
1: still get I mean. called out when they say you know well what i just say Oh yeah. I'm pretty you good know, at that actually. Yeah,
0: yeah. I can I can I can do the full
1: recall of the last <laughs> sentence. But if she if she but Krista she's a lawyer so she starts cross-examining me on it. And, <laughs> and I she always nails me. I'm like, "Oh crap, fine, I wasn't listening." <laughs> Look,
0: we've all been there even if yep. you tell them exactly what they told you that the next follow-up is this, but you weren't actually listening. <laughs> and that's just the next level and it's okay. True. Okay, <laughs> we're both on. Okay. Before we get into the, any deeper water, let's keep on rolling along with everything that's going on. Okay, this one got me excited when I read the headline and it got me sad. Apple reportedly plans to launch an iPhone with an under display fingerprint sensor in China. Now, this is again a report, this is not confirmed. We know how these things can be iffy, but there is some credibility here at least uh, what what the report is trying to shape the story of apple basically we know that they've struggled to sell phones in china not only is it from cost pressures from the trade war between the u.s and china but in general apple iphones are more expensive we have a lot of competition from huawei oppo xiaomi they're all doing phones that are just as feature packed and cheaper than the iphone and they don't need a notch anymore. They're using fingerprint sensors in the screen, kind of that, that thing that I actually always wanted uh, over Face ID and yeah. also Face ID, really the technology, right? It's proprietary. Apple made that whole camera setup. It costs a lot of money to integrate that versus now just putting the fingerprint sensor in the screen. The goal to get lower cost iPhones and hopefully kind of shift some of the momentum where they can sell more units because Chinese users Aren't buying the one thousand dollar phone at least from Apple. They're typically going to these other brands, which are also native to their country, which which is kind of a big deal too. But when I when you hear about this whole fingerprint sensor and display, first of all, Gil, would you prefer that over Face ID or not?
1: Uh, I, I would like to have both. Does that mm. make sense? Uh, so I, and it's like to me, it's like fine. Give China the just the un, the fingerprint one because it's cheaper, but give us the option of both. Um, because to me, there are times when face ID is easier and then there's t- but there's times when, when uh, touch ID is easier. Yeah. Right? And so for instance, if I'm in the car, which I shouldn't be texting, I shouldn't be accessing my phone, but let's just say hypothetically I am <laughs> that stupid face ID is worse, right? Cause I got to hold the phone up to my head. Um, and where it often, for me, where it often comes up is with my home automation. Like sometimes my garage door doesn't close or something. And so I, I have a thing on my app on my phone where I can close it. But that app is face ID locked. Mm. So as I'm driving down, you know, away from my house, I have to kind of like pull over, you know, put the phone up to my head to unlock it where it would just be a much easier process. Um, And then at night, like if my phone's by my bedside at night and I want to like turn on a podcast or something, I have to like wheel around so that my phone can see me, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Uh, And so there's just so the option of both would be better. Um, to me, the other weird thing is just the concept of, of having a product, an, an American company have a product that is a tech product that is only has certain features in the country that isn't the U S is interesting, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, an
0: Apple thing, quite honestly. Totally.
1: totally. Yeah. They're starting to like segment their own products, which is insane. Uh, continues the, 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 the road down moving away from all the stuff that made them as successful as they are.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that um, having both because, for example, the Samsung Galaxy S10, although their um, face ID isn't the same level of face scanning that Apple has, it is a phone that uses both. And when I've used it for a while, sometimes it it asks for the face scan. Sometimes the fingerprint takes priority. So I actually see where that's super useful now that you talk about it more about having both because, look, yeah, or whatever, we're not supposed to check our phone in our car, but sometimes it happens and... I, I literally deliberately kind of like adjust the phone and twist it to a certain degree to try and get it to scan my face just so I can check something really quick. Yeah. You know,
1: I mean, yeah. In California, there's almost no circumstance where it's legal, right? So, because you're not supposed to hold your phone, but even if you had your phone on the mount and you needed to like do a GPS lookup, which you can do while you're driving, you'd have, you have to kind of maneuver yourself. To unlock the damn—I mean, you could do it with your code, but that's even—you know—that's still yeah. more attention that you're. Whereas, you know, remember the, the thumbprint stuff, which you know, I still have a last-generation uh, iPad. It's it's rad. I mean, you just kind of do it, and it just kind of does it. It's, it's quick. Fast. It's super quick. It's, it's super quick. So I just don't understand the, um, the 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 lack of having them both. Why not? You know, especially now that I mean, originally it was because they couldn't figure out the tech. Now they have apparently figured out the tech, so let's do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, all all indications, even in the supply chain, though, have never even mentioned that Apple is stocking up on any type of in-display display fingerprint scanner. So, OK, fine, let's let's put a little, you know, read this with a grain of salt for now. At the same time, you know, China's such a huge market. You've got to imagine Apple wants to do something about it. And then on top of that, Apple, I don't know how much this would even change momentum if people are like, you know what? Uh, we've got our own Chinese brands that we're completely fine with. It's not like the iPhone is one of the top selling phones in China anyways.
1: Right. Exactly. So why yeah, well that may be their problem is they, they, they need to crank it up and, and that's a huge market and that's you know, the allure of the Chinese market is is the biggest issue that all so many american companies now are dealing with right just because there's just the sheer size of it even if you have a small percentage of it it just it's crazy money uh it's you know it's changing hollywood it's changing the tech sector it's kind of it's affecting everything now it's kind of fascinating to watch
0: all right so let's also jump over here macbook pro news i'm sure you read about the 16 inch macbook pro stuff this week the fcc Approved an unreleased MacBook Pro model number 82159. 2159 But what makes this interesting is that that model was part of the group of I think it was around eleven or twelve MacBook slash MacBook Pros that was recently registered with the Eurasian Economic Commission, which also tends to be a sign of new products coming. Now we don't know exactly if this is the sixteen-inch. Some people say, hey, it potentially could be a thirteen-inch thirteen-inch Mac- MacBook Pro without a touch bar, which, yay, but that's still not exciting. Uh, 16-inch MacBook Pro, is this something that you want, or you're like, I'm good right now where I'm at?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, my MacBook, I think you know, that we talked about this last time, it's, I've got a year-old MacBook Pro, which is fine. It's got a touch bar, which annoys me. Um, I think I finally, I, I, I did take out the Siri button from the touch bar, which, which I figured out I could do while we were talking about it, uh, which has made a world of difference. Cause I never hit Siri by accident anymore. Oh, that's, um, good. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just driving me crazy. Every once in a while, Siri would be like, what do you need? I'm like, nothing, nothing, stupid touch bar. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see the, I, the current iterations that are coming out are just speed bumps. As far as I can tell, there's nothing mm-hmm. major. And then uh, whether or not I want a slightly bigger display. I got, I got a 15 inch now, so I don't, I don't think so. Um, so it's not too exciting to me at this point. And it's weird just because the timing, right? They just upgraded everything. So it's kind of weird to re-release something, but who knows what they're doing with it.
0: Yeah. Even, I mean, even with where I'm at, yeah, I'd love a 16 inch MacBook Pro, but I literally just got a laptop and it's more than ample. It's, it it would have to do something really, really significant for me to say like, yeah, that is going to be my new laptop, you know, Even from a review standpoint, sure, I'd love to review it, but I'm not going to now these days, the laptops, especially with video editing, if you want to spec it out, you're going to spend around easily $5,000 for a real video editing laptop machine at least. And that's on the that's on the mid to low end. So um, I'm not ready to drop that cash on a new machine right now.
1: Yeah, no. If you don't need it, you wouldn't do it, and and, that, and we've discussed this. I, I use none of the power of the laptop I already have, so <laughs> um, it's just ridiculous that I have as much power. Because I I, I I tend to spec up um, within reason, just because I don't I, I don't want to have to upgrade anytime totally. soon. But it's it's a comical how little I use the power of the laptops I have. Now, my next purchase is probably the the an i the an iPad Pro because mine's mm. a couple years old now. That's that's next on the list. And I'm looking forward to that. Although I'm now yeah, I'm getting into the zone of, do I wait, you know, for the for the next bump or not?
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see we'll see what they put out. I guess yeah, it'll be pretty much similar this year, and then next year maybe we'll see something different. I think the design, the actual physical design for the I- iPad Pro, is as close to perfect because it really reminds me of the iPhone four, but in a large slate version. That's why I love that yeah. damn thing so much.
1: You, well, you know what's missing though. Brian is the it's is, is, is a big old patch on the back of it that's <laughs> enormous. I mean that's that's really what we have to have on on the next iPad Pro to screw up that design as well
0: well I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give that to you because that is the perfect segue which I know you probably did on purpose for <laughs> our next story about you know this is a one we can just go right through the alleged CAD images these are those kind of engineering designs almost like the three-dimensional blueprints of the iPhones for this year's crop of 2019 iPhone surfaced online they look exact there really are no surprises here they look exactly like what we've seen i think the big surprise here would be is if this iphone doesn't look like this at all which you know it everything lines up with what these designs show what the physical cases that have been out that are probably based on these have shown um you and i had talked about is do we really need to get this next iPhone because we know that 2020 is going to be the year of the 5G iPhone? do the camera's really just have to blow you away for you to really be like, you know what, I'm going to do this? I don't even
1: know if the cam- So <laughs> I'll tell you, you the know? dilemma. I'll tell you the dilemma I'm in this right now. It's a first now. world dilemma. This, 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 you know, totally. This is this is a fugly ass <laughs> phone. But uh, here's my dilemma. We promised my 11 uh, year old that when she turns 12, she gets a phone. Right. So my plan was to give her like I'm like twelve year old don't need a brand new like iPhone ten something right so I'm like <laughs> I'll hand you down my iPhone
0: what, what I iPhone her, are you on right now
1: I'm on a, I'm on the original ten. Oh dang, that's
0: a great phone for
1: yeah, like, kids. right, right, right. Exactly, that'll do, and it's in great shape, you know. Um, and but the problem is, if I hand down that phone, I gotta buy one of these ugly ass phones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. And I'm definitely buying one next year because mm-hmm. I want the 5G uh, modem. So I'm uh, so it, I may have to, I may end up buying this for the simple reason that I don't think a 12 year old should get a brand new iPhone 10.
0: Well then, you'd be a perfect person to talk to who, for someone who, reluctantly, based on the family situation, had to buy an iPhone. And, and, right. Is
1: that a talk about a first world problem? Yeah, that's that, ridiculous. But
0: that's a that's a specific review that I don't think um, <laughs> many. There, that's a specific perspective that I don't think will be out there that in in the world other than for you.
1: Exactly. I had to buy it, so let me tell you why. It's like you know, here, here's what I here's what I don't like about it, and here's what I you know. This is, this is okay. Yeah. yeah. You know. I, I like, I, I'm very skeptical. Of, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm going to notice much of anything. You know, the cameras probably will be great, but I mean, the cameras are so good now. I have this awesome real camera, like mm-hmm. a, one of those DSLR, right? Mm-hmm. I never use that thing. Yeah. I mean, I just don't ever, ever, ever pull it out. There was a time where there was a clear difference between the quality of the images uh, and there still is, obviously, right? If you're, if you know what you're doing with a real camera, but it, it's just for everyday use, it's just not significant enough for me to haul the damn thing around.
0: I mean, even just the pickup aspect, like portrait mode, and oh. it has gotten better, but that's a game changer from a standpoint of like, man, yes, a real DSLR camera will be a true detailed port, you know, can give that whole bokeh effect. But damn, I would say. Arguably, eight to nine times out of ten, the portrait mode on an iPhone does just fine.
1: For, totally.
0: I would just, I would choose that over bringing a DSLR around on on a day to day basis.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's just one of those things where it, it's it's literally been sitting in in you know my office closet for years now. It's a it's like and I, and you know typical me right. I bought more camera than I would ever use, so it's <laughs> like a it's like a really good camera, um, but it's just ridiculously underused because again I've got I've got my phone with me all the time takes great pictures and they'll 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 improve it again a little bit more which will just make that DSLR just stay in my
0: closet <laughs> it's gonna, longer <laughs> it's slowly gonna just age out right It's, just it's totally just... I, I don't even pull it
1: out for like family events I mean I just it just <laughs> sits there the whole time doing nothing so yeah well, hey crazy. um
0: speaking of something that sits there and does nothing a lot of times <laughs> let's let's talk HomePod here this iOS 13 um, is bringing a new Siri Live Radio feature that they said would be coming out and rolling out with iOS 13, but apparently it's already working for some HomePods and iPhone users in Germany. So this would allow you to queue up Siri and request live radio, such as iHeart, TuneIn Radio, and more. But it looks like in Germany and other and a few other places that it's already starting to pull the local radio station feeds. Uh, Gil, I believe you do not have a HomePod.
1: I don't. They, they blew it because right when I was ready to buy some home speakers and, and it was that, it was that Christmas they missed basically. Um, and Sonos, the Sonos one went on sale at a very good price. It was like, I think I could buy two for every one HomePod and 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 the HomePods weren't available. Um, so I, um, I ended up just going with Sonos and, you know, Sonos has been great and we've got it pretty much throughout the house now. So
0: well, that was a lost, wise decision lost to me. Well, it lost was lost me. to you, but would, would this feature to be able to play live radio compel you to maybe get a home pod?
1: No, cause I could do that with a Sonos, man. I could do it with a, with it's so stupid. It's like you, uh, it's, it's too, the, late, the com- too late. It's too late. I mean, the compelling feature was that it keep me in the ecosystem and they weren't available when I was ready to buy, even though they, they had a, all sorts of head start, start on it. And now now we're kind of a, a, uh, uh, an Alexa slash uh, oh, just triggered my my uh, <laughs> my echo uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. so family family um, with uh, you know with a Sonos backbone on on the sound system. So it's I mean they're never going to bring me over. Because I'd have to change like eight speakers in my house.
0: Yeah, and you're already you're already invested. In that they yeah. that win that window has closed really, really quickly. All right. Thanks again to the sponsor of this show. It's you patreon.com/slash Brian Tong starting at two dollars per month. I talked about it earlier. This is a way to support all of my content, this podcast, all the other things I do. And you know what? It starts at two dollars. But if I've given you enough value, if I'm worth a cup of coffee per month dollars per month i'd appreciate it we go up to 5 10 25 100 for the platinum level again you get early access to the content you get exclusive content and you get a completely ad-free version of this show thank you so much for all your support and you can check it out at patreon.com slash brian tong all right um we last week we did an episode um, talking about Johnny Ive and kind of got really into detail with one of my old coworkers, Joe Chapinski. So if you haven't heard that, uh, go check it out. It's kind of uh, to remember Johnny Ive and also talk about what could be coming to Apple, um, how how they really kind of not recover, but what's next for them. So there's been a lot of reporting after the fact with Johnny Ive leaving. And the Wall Street Journal put out this report uh, to give more detail. They said it was a collection of interviews from over the past year. Speaking to Apple employees, some people that had worked on the design team. Now, they kind of paint the picture of Johnny Ive as just really being, they say, after the Apple Watch that he was dispirited. Um, He kind of lost his mojo. He was almost burnt out by it. And I thought it was interesting that they pointed out specifically that when the Apple Watch was pitched, Johnny Ive really wanted it to be positioned as a fashion accessory. And Apple wanted to be positioned as an extension of the iPhone. Now I think we know which one, over time, has been the right decision. Because how many of those gold watches sold? How, how did you did you get a Apple Watch gold that was seventeen thousand dollars?
1: You know, funny enough, I did not pick one of those up. <laughs> I wasn't even tempted. Wasn't even tempted a little bit. I mean, Heck, I didn't even I didn't even buy the thousand dollar ceramic one. <laughs>
0: no, I, I didn't either. I mean, I was like, really, guys? You couldn't make us a cool white one? You had to make it a ceramic one? Whatever. Also, they were kind of talking about how he was so much more distant. What, What's your, you know, we don't know exactly what happened behind those walls, but what is your take on everything that you've read and when we put the pieces together of what, what Johnny Ive was feeling and why he's stepping away?
1: I think he had a very unique and productive partnership with Jobs, and they sort of saw the universe very similarly. And I think stuff started changing when Steve went away, and you can sort of read a lot of tension between... Johnny and Tim cook kind of in terms of like the priorities that Tim cook puts on, on the operational side of the company. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, I, and then, yeah, I mean, I think that guy's been cranking for a long time and I don't know about you, but if I had the, at least hundreds of millions of dollars that Johnny, has, <laughs> I would not be working that hard anymore. I mean, I just, you know, some people just can't help themselves, but man, I would be focusing on other stuff at this point. You know, you, you sort of changed so many industries uh, maybe enjoy life a little bit, uh, a little bit more. <laughs> I don't know. So I so I wasn't surprised by it. And certainly you can tell from the just the design aesthetic that's been coming out of Apple for the last, you know, what, three, five years. It's, you know, it's it's been heading in the wrong direction.
0: Yeah, and, and also like, you know, although no offense to the design team, but as a consumer and seeing all these phones come out that are very similar, it just felt more uninspired. You're like, okay, that looks literally 99% like the last phone. And I'm not expecting it every year, but even every two years, you're like, OK, well, this is this is where we're at. Like they could not be enjoying what they were doing with, without anything new coming to the table.
1: Right. And it may be that they're being restri- there. You know, there's other factors are being moved. But I mean, look at the, the phones we just looked at that are coming out this year. Right. That is it looks exactly like the 10 does, which is now two years old, mm-hmm. except the only part they've changed is uglier. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, you know, the other, the front of it looks exactly the same. It's got the, the notch is a little smaller, but it's got the notch. It's all otherwise a clear screen, uh, you know, uh, uh, no bezels. And, but the only change is on the back and it's like, let's, let's make the, the thing that sticks out on the phone bigger, <laughs> you know? And, and so that's, that's the kind of design stuff that's coming out of there. Now it's sad.
0: It is. It's sad. All right. Well, <laughs> here here's one thing where, you know, when we talked about the whole Apple watch, which, which, how Apple should have positioned it. This might be one example of where um, Johnny Ive didn't win out, and that might have been a good thing. So we always talk about the stories, but the information reported about Apple and Ive and what they were doing with the Apple car. Dang, what's that big ass? You know what? It's a trash. Hold on. I'm just going to wait for this trash car, trash dumpster. <laughs> you can hear it. Can you hear it?
1: Yeah, I can hear it. It's funny. It's trash day here, too, but but they're, far, they're not around
0: me, so I'm missing them. They're about to leave. <laughs> okay all right i'm gonna try and hold on nope on a scale one to ten you can still hear it right is it like a two or three or is it
1: i i can't it's it's almost in,
0: oh really okay yeah. okay i'm just let me see if hold on give me one more second let me just take... okay i'm just gonna give it one more minute He's driving away. Okay, here we go. All right, perfect. All right, well, one situation where Johnny Ive not winning might have helped Apple is the information recently reported about Ive's work on the so-called Apple Car. We know that they were looking at it, they were doing something about it. They aren't doing anything about it. But I will say, whatever whatever was going on there, um, Apple Maps in iOS 13. A whole lot better i'm i'm still not on the apple maps train 100 yet Gil, but i might be i might be getting there slowly but surely just i'm oh, just i'm gonna tell you just it's i'm getting closer though
1: i've been i've been actually on the apple maps train for a while now although um you know my in my car it's it's google maps but uh on the phone it, it works fine i mean i it, think it, it's it, i'm i try to get away from google as much as i can so um but on the phone it works it works fine Did we talk about the steering wheel? No, no, we're going
0: to. Oh, yeah, we're going to. No, you're fine. So, okay, I've pitched multiple concepts and prototypes. One of them was made out of wood and leather. um, But like Gil said, it lacked a steering wheel. This was at Johnny Ives' insistence. So, yeah, fine. We know that cars might not have a steering wheel, but here's where I love. This is where it gets good. I've instead wanted the vehicle to be controlled by Siri. And to demonstrate the concept to Apple CEO Tim Cook, the report says that he had a nearby actress pretend to be Siri by responding to voice commands from Apple's executives. They didn't say exactly or didn't tell us how the meeting went from there, what they liked, what they didn't. But I've wanted a steering wheel car controlled by Siri. How does that make you feel, Jill? <laughs>
1: that was the funniest damn thing I've ever read in my life. Like, can you imagine? Siri, turn right. I'm sorry. Did you say right? <laughs> yes, now, right. Damn it. You missed it, Siri. <laughs>
0: this is a please disaster
1: yeah please don't curse at me i mean you can just see it like just like oh my god like it sounds like the worst thing in the world the steering wheel thing i mean that's that's going to happen someday but someday. um but but yeah i mean it's clear that they were going straight to autonomous right i mean at least the way that article sounds they weren't they were, to the extent they were going to release a car it was going to be a fully driving car so there's some logic to it um and then if if all you're talking about Siri being Siri, you know, navigate to my house, it's a little bit different at that point, as opposed to, you're it's telling Siri, you know, the turn by turn stuff, which is the way the article's written.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but
1: you know what? Made me – this made me think that that would be interesting. Is wouldn't it be cool if Johnny Ive like ends up at Tesla?
0: Oh my goodness, that w- that would be well. Here's the thing, though. I mean, yes, that would be awesome. Like the new generation of Tesla, just like what smoother more edgier lines i think you know tesla's look pretty badass already but yeah could could he add a little umph to it for sure i mean yeah and a similar
1: design aesthetic totally, right i mean especially totally. where they're going like with the, with the model 3 that has nothing in it so it's it's very very ives esque and i think they've taken cues from there so it it would sort of kind of make sense
0: i mean it it is laughable just because Siri isn't is in not the best state still. I do understand why they would be going for a steering wheel list car. I mean, we're still way too ahead of that. One of the things that I pull from CES is that for the longest time, and we don't know if this is going to actually get approved or when it's going to happen or if it will ever happen, but the whole idea of driverless cars is they want to basically, the National Transportation Safety Board wants to, if you really are looking towards this future of it, build this system where... You have the cars all being able to be networked and seeing each other, not from cameras alone, but actually being able to know where each other car are, other cars are so that then they can react appropriately. That's where we get to the level where, hey, you know, no steering wheel is okay. If your car can literally track every other single car on the road in its relationship to each other, then you're starting to get there, but not, not right now. Not, not right. No, now. Not in the next no, five, we're, ten we're, years.
1: No, we're decades away from that, and <laughs> and and they'll always be at, at, until you get there, where everything's talking to everything. And again, think of just the even the transition, right? Because at some point you'll have to ban non-autonomous vehicles, uh-huh, uh-huh. right? And so, but to get to that transition, you're going to have even the cars that are fully self-driving um, will have a steering wheel that at least pops out just in case something comes up. Uh, because even, uh, you know, even the current Tesla roadmap is, is, um, I mean, it's still not going to give you a hundred percent autonomy. I mean, there's, there's going to be weird roads. There's going to be weird things where it'll just say, Hey, why don't you take over? I mean, even right now where it's supposedly pretty good on the freeways, my, my car's pretty good on the freeways, but there are transitions where, um, where the autopilot and even the navigate on autopilot will say, I can't do this particular transition. Mm-hmm. You've handled it. Um, so it's, it's, I, I think that's there's always going to be a piece of that for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah. it, I mean, it's super forward thinking, even though we know it's coming, that the steering wheel is going to go away, but it's still, still so, so far away. I don't know if that was, I, I mean, look, I was definitely him and SJ had the same thing like, no, get rid of this, get rid of this, right? Get rid of the, you know, get rid of firewire, get rid of the CD drive. Let's get rid of the steering wheel. Let's
1: just get rid of the doors. Why do you need doors? <laughs> You're like, wait, don't, don't we need, I feel like we need doors, Johnny. <laughs> Any,
0: anything, <laughs> anything that sticks out of a surface more than like a uh, half an inch, it needs to be eliminated basically. Yeah. It, yeah. It, and that's, it's not.
1: yeah. And and that's why I think that that's, that's why his design aesthetic, especially when you look at the model three where they took out the, you know, the door handles don't come out, the, the, you know, there's no, there's no latches for the, to open the door. It's a button. I mean, that's very mm-hmm. Apple, right? Mm-hmm. You, you don't even have a button to open your glove compartment, right? You've got to do that through the touch screen. That's all very kind of very Apple-esque And the, let's make it inconvenient because it looks better.
0: <laughs> but you're going <laughs> to, but you know what, you might, you're probably going to love it too. And you're like, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah eventually you'll get used to it. And that's yeah.
0: Totally. I, I love how uh people just freak out because my lady has a Tesla. It's not mine, but whenever someone uses that door handle for the first time, they're like frozen. Oh
1: yeah. No, it's, so I, foreign. I, it's like a test, man. It, both, both right. Getting in and getting out. Yeah. Like getting in, it's like, they have to figure out how to pull the thing out. And I, I always just sit there for a minute just to let them struggle because I'm, <laughs> you know, mean that way. I had a guy last night and he's just staring at the car. Like, how do I, how do I get in? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I just test to see, you know, how, how good you are at problem solving. Um, <laughs> and then, and then getting out, they more often than not use the emergency latch, then they do the button. Oh,
2: uh, yeah, the, yeah, the,
1: yeah. The, yeah. That emergency latch is a little too convenient. Um you know, for people that don't know the car. But yeah. yeah.
0: It's 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 Good a time. test. It's just to make it feel new to. If it, it makes it feel different, right? Oh wow. This is the future. I don't know how to open up this door. It's the future.
1: <laughs> totally.
0: All right, also time about the future. We've talked about this back and forth. Um there's been some profiles a little bit about Eddie Cue and he had a debunk some ideas of what has been happening with Apple's services. Um, One of the things that he talked about is that there had been reports that Apple was kind of critiquing or signing off on the content that will be on their service. Now he says that Tim Cook and him have never made notes on a show or marked them up or had feedback. Uh, You know, I got to imagine they have a little bit of feedback. They obviously Hired people from, I think it was a couple Sony executives to kind of lead their program programming content. He talked about Apple TV Plus, Apple News Plus, and Apple Music. And by the way, Apple Music uh, just hit 60 million paid subscribers. That's a that's a pretty chunky number. It's not on the level of Spotify, but they have more at least U.S. paying subscribers for Apple Music than they do for Spotify, which is which is an accomplishment for them that they should be like, yeah, you know, we're we're killing it on our end. But Apple News Plus. Pretty? Uh, did you? Are you still stuck? Are you still using Apple News Plus? Because I remember you and I both signed on. I stopped because yeah. it wasn't for me. But are you still using it, or have you forgotten that you use that? You so, still for
1: it? I, I, I literally, as we talked about, it, I forgot <laughs> that i used. I still I'm still paying for it. So, um, it's it's there. I I know I've looked at. I know, you know, it's one of those things where like I've gone and looked at an article when something comes up. Like if there's a Wall Street Journal article that comes up, I'll yeah. sometimes go see it. And as we've discussed, that's the primary to me. That was the primary um cost benefit move for me because the Wall Street Journal is so damn expensive mm-hmm. uh that even at the whatever the ten bucks a month, even if I just let it fly for a year it's it's still so much cheaper than getting a even a digital subscription to the wall street journal so um so I've left it on, but i I haven't used it much in the last month or two, so yeah it's of course they're 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 getting from me exactly what they what they would thought. do you have apple music?
0: um no, I don't because. I use Spotify right now. I did use Apple music for about, I think like I did like a three month trial and I like it, but I'm not, I'm not at the point where I need it. If that makes sense. And yeah, so I think,
1: I think we Spotify, Spotify and Pandora are still stronger at the curation, like the sort of giving you a station to listen to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like Apple music is great because I, I just have a, a, a ridiculously huge, Um, library of content if I want if whatever I want to listen to we just pull it up right so that's nice but the hey let's put a playlist on for um, for this event or we're having people over for dinner let's do that I I still think Spotify and and Pandora are way superior in their content uh, curation
0: yeah and I I think it's not even that it's because it's free like I split I split a subscription on my Spotify I just I do like, uh, you know, even all the when you type in like an artist name, to your point, you get so many different options for playlists and whether they're curated or user generated or whatnot. I think there's just more of a dynamic community that's constantly active with Spotify as well. I like how sometimes they throw up factoids about the artists and the whole lyric thing that Apple is bringing is interesting. I don't know if I'm yeah, that's not going to make me buy Apple Music. I'm not exactly sure what's going to make me switch to Apple Music, quite honestly, just because I'm pretty ingrained in Spotify now. But I I will be the first to admit, I still will buy some individual tracks just because I'm still stuck on the deal. And it's very really? rare. Oh, it's wow, very rare, yeah, but yeah. I still will, you know, probably in the last year, I've only purchased maybe like two albums and maybe about 10 songs. But if I really like them and i know that i'm going to be offline somewhere which someone might say oh you're never offline but you know whether you're on a plane or something like that um yes spotify you can download them that's that's fine too but i there's sometimes I do buy songs. Maybe it's cuz I still choose to support the artists that I really like. I think that yeah, might be that's part interesting. of it, honestly. that's interesting. That just from from a creation thing. So, um, Yeah, no, that makes
1: sense. I I I I came I switched over to streaming much even, you know, later than a lot of people cuz for that same reason, I liked owning the content. I liked having it. I and it was one of those things where I was like, "Look, I don't I just don't buy that much stuff." But when so I used to have um, Apple Match right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yep. remember that one service? Cause I had, I had so many CDs that I had ripped over the years. So I had all this music I owned. And so I got Apple match and that kind of spread it across the entire, my entire, um, all of our devices. So that was nice. And then when Apple music came out, I finally just sort of switched over, uh, probably still probably a year into it. It still took me a little bit to sort of switch over, but, um, now it's, especially with, with the girls and my wife, it's just much easier for them if they want to listen to a song because they, they go on their devices and it's just all very natural and easy for them yep. to do it.
0: Yep. So it's, so with Apple music, do you have a family plan or you just use your single user plan? Family plan. And it's worked out pretty well for you guys though.
1: Yeah. And, and, uh, and you know, so, and what, and it's funny cause I do, so I have a, I have both, and this is how I do it, right? So my fifth family plan member is my my sister gets it, right? <laughs> oh, how nice. But she has a Spotify account, so I use her Spotify account. <laughs> so <laughs> so we, we so we have both, but she's paying for Spotify and I'm paying for Apple Music. So Yeah. The integrate. but I use but I use Apple Music way more than anything else. And See. since since um Sonos integrates yep. with Apple Music, it works out fine.
0: That's what I was going to say, you know, when we tie it back to the HomePod, they, they had you. You you would have bought, probably would have bought one if, if it was ready to roll at totally. the time.
1: Oh, totally. Know? Yeah. Because I, I, I still think, based on what I've heard and, and what I've read, that the HomePod probably still sounds better than any one of the Sonos players. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it's just not worth it. And what we ended up doing is we tied, you know, we got a bunch of little mini amps. And so we now have it tied into our, our sound system. So we have wired speakers that are connected to Sonos and the Wireless speakers that are connected to the Sonos, like a boss. It's 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 pretty badass. I mean, in the house, you could just you can you can when you can have the exact same music playing at the exact same time. Yeah. Over you know, uh, because we have it streaming to our yard and everything else. I mean, it's it's about eight thousand square feet of space of land. Nice. That is just you know right. If you're having a party, it's rad. (laughs) It's it's rad, (laughs) bro. Like, like tomorrow, like tomorrow, man, we're going to be we're going to be blasting the music all over the house. It'd be great.
0: Dang. I guess I didn't get the invite, which is OK. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're always welcome in in SD, brother. You know that. And then just to wrap this up, this is not Apple related, but it also always does affect Apple. Samsung put out their official announcements that on Wednesday, August the 7th in New York City, they're going to unveil the next generation Galaxy Note. It'll be the um you know, their pen-based phone that has been very, very, very good to them. They they never said if they're going to be re-releasing the Samsung foldable here at this event. I don't know if we'll see it. The actual CEO of Samsung recently outright said that, yeah, we might have rushed that device. <laughs>
1: A little bit. A little bit.
0: But I, but I always think it's interesting to see what Samsung does here because we know that there's so much competition back and forth. Both these companies are watching each other Apple still has yet to, and and probably won't for a long time, ever come up with a phone slash stylus device unless they shock the world this September, which they probably won't. But um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens at this thing. It's we're still seeing more iterative stuff, iterative stuff, not revolutionary stuff. Because are we are we getting bored of the smartphone? Are we kind of getting? Are we kind of over the smartphone now?
1: I think it's got a. It's got a evolve is the problem right they they the current design plan and everything that they do is i think maxed out like you have to start either integrating it into um some sort of wearable like glasses or something or 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 come up with something that that um that you know like the stuff in the movies that's that's that sort of seems to be the what people think will be the next thing is mm-hmm. that they're, the whole phone will be see through right um, we're nowhere near that. So it's just, I, I don't, the holding something in your hand thing to me is where that has to, at some point go away. It has to be kind of like, you've got the phone sort of, you know, remember that, um, what was that movie with the, uh, with the OS that became sentient? Um, um with the, her, was it her? Yeah. 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 yeah with Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Right, yes. Was yes. Right. Yeah. And, and so basically, I mean, there was a phone, but you, that you really didn't use it. You kind of just interacted via voice. Until they get the voice assistance to that place, you know, it's just not gonna. It's just not gonna be there. So, but I agree with you. I think this is why I think the upgrade cycle is getting longer and longer too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't wait. It's it's still. I still think it's a ways out for um, Apple Glass to come. I don't even. I mean, I don't think a. It should come out in a year. I'm thinking two to three years, and that's that's still a good amount of time. But I just don't. I don't. You know, knowing how hard it is to develop something like that, and for it to at least. Hit the right notes right out of the gate. At least a few of them, not all of them. It's going to be really tough, but it will be exciting. And did you ever? Did you ever play with Google Glass? Yeah, totally, totally. I thought it yeah. was all right. I thought it was all right. I mean, it was. I, yeah, it's I, cool. I had yeah. You, wait, you still you still have one? No, no, no. I returned it. <laughs> <laughs> I had it.
1: I had it for like whatever thirty days, and then I was like, yeah, I'm not using this thing. Ever. I mean, so, the idea um, was
0: cool. They look. I lost it when I saw a dude at like a lounge roughly my age at the time wearing google glass i'm like come on bro like that's just that looked it looked stupid it yeah. looks in, in a normal yeah. context social setting and i commend them for what they were doing like because there were moments where like oh this is kind of cool but nowhere near where it needs to be for us to really say like yes i'm gonna wear these and you know as someone who doesn't wear glasses on a daily basis it it really needs to be have enough functionality for me to be like, yeah, I'm on board.
1: Yeah, no, it's got, and they've got to be, they can't, they got to look normal too. They got to look yeah. like normal glasses and they have to be um, probably the, the type of glasses that transition from soul sunglasses to, to clear glasses, in, you know, by themselves. I mean, all of that has to be factored into it. I think for them to be, Ever adopted on a mass scale because and that and that's I agree with you. I'm not even sure two or three years is. I I think you're you're five five ten years yeah. out from the tech for that because yeah. your battery stuff has to be tiny, yep, uh, and all the circuitry has to be ridiculously small. Plus yeah. the lenses, which
0: don't exist yet. I mean, hey, keep so, keep yeah. on evolving that Apple Watch. I love what they're doing with that thing. That thing is like, yeah, I guess so. I I might argue to say it's my favorite Apple device right now. It's it's always been that in the iPad Pro the past couple of years. So I got to be gotta careful. Be,
1: it's got to be time to upgrade the look of it, though, don't you think? Like
0: yeah, the Apple Watch,
1: yeah. Like the just, it's it's basically been the same form factor from the beginning. This, you know, this this last one they made the screen a bit bigger with the edge to edge, but or maybe at least make it thinner. Yeah. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> uh, something. I just I like I don't know if uh, what are we up to? Is this the five? This that's the four. This out is now?
0: series four? Series four? So yeah. this is yeah. the series, series, five, the series
1: five. I mean, I don't know. What would make me get a Series Five, unless there's a pretty dramatic shift in the look of it? Because this, I agree with you. It's a great device. It works perfectly for everything I need at this point that I know I need. Um, so unless they give me something I don't know I need um, that I, that they can give me of, or fundamentally change the form factor somehow so where it looks new, I'm not sure. Um, there's a compelling reason to get another one yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, right now this is going to be kind of whatever a uh, a. Uh, uh incremental upgrade year unless they surprise i mean it's going to be an incremental one they just redesigned it a year ago so i just don't see them changing much on it but yeah so that's
1: why yeah that's why i think i'm kind of i'm where i am for a bit because i think it'll be it'll be it'll be a little bit more battery power and uh a little faster a little faster but nothing that you're going to notice over the next year or so. I think you, this is, and this is the thing. Remember there was a time where, and you, I know you know this cause you, you, you and I were friends during this time where I, there was not a, a year that I didn't buy a new Apple device mm-hmm, across mm-hmm, all of their mm-hmm. SKUs. Right. I had a new iPhone every year. I had a new iPad every year. I had a new, <laughs> and I, that just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. I just, you know, it's very rare. So, and that might be the new the new reality. But if they want you to upgrade, they kind of give you a reason for it.
0: Well, you know, now you're you're buying a new device. It's just that it's for your daughter, which then causes you to upgrade, and so yeah. therefore you you still might be on that cycle.
1: I might be. Well, well, although although you know, again, I've got a ten. I've gone two years without one. True. And I would have gone three, uh, were it not for yeah the the family uh, <laughs> dynamic. Um. So, so you're right. I mean, my so my wife and I have now switched to where we alternate years. Right, I get one, she get one. I get
0: one, she get one. So, man, um, I, I don't know. I don't know how. I I would, it would it would drive me crazy if like, but if it was a a leap, a big leap in phones, I think you would break that cycle.
1: No, I would just upgrade mine and then skip her year. <laughs> <laughs> Because she doesn't, I mean, because she doesn't care. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where, but yeah. So like this year when she got the, whatever, the 10R, she yeah. didn't, I didn't care. I was like in no way jealous of that phone. <laughs> I was like, there you go, honey. Brand new phone. Enjoy it. Like, it's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm not sad at all that I'm not getting it. Oh, man, that's funny.
0: <laughs> all right, Gil. Well, hey, thanks so much for hanging out and uh, being a part of the show as usual, buddy. Um, And yeah, I always appreciate it. Always fun. And we'll do it again. All
1: right. Looking forward to it.
0: All right. Thanks, Gil. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, thanks again to Gil for being a part of the show. Let's just get right into our voice calls slash voice memos. Use the voice memo app on your phone to call in and then email it to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's AppleBits with a Z. We'll pop them in. So I say let's just get right to it. We're going to first start off with a call from Victor. Hey, Brian, this is Victor from Las Vegas. Just wanted to let you and Ray know that No, I don't play Asphalt 9, uh, but I do play PUBG Mobile. And I think that if they can get that running on Macs and other things, I guess, such as Fortnite and, uh, you know, other big hits, maybe uh, they can have uh, finally gaming on a Mac, something like that with uh, Project Catalyst. Uh, Just wanted to uh, know your thoughts. Uh, Thanks for everything. Love your work. Keep up the great work and uh, have a nice day. All right, Victor, holding out hope that gaming could still potentially return to the Mac with catalyst apps. There's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance also. Yeah. Um, that's one vote down for asphalt nine. Okay. Let's go to Matt. Hey, Brian. It's uh, Matt Hoffman. First time caller. Uh, I just want to give a shout out. I love the shows. It's great. Um, just for the last, though, I do want to call you out and say, how dare you don't like Asphalt 9? One of the greatest racing games ever created. Uh, love the show. Take care. Peace. Matt, Matt, Matt's a first-time caller out of all this time, and he called because he got mad that I didn't show love to Asphalt 9. Fine. Uh, Ray Wong, you have a vote. Those were the Asphalt 9 calls. All right, let's get to
2: two more. Hey, Brian. It's Simon Field here from Devon in the UK. Quick question regarding iPad Pros. Do you have any inside information as to whether they are likely to be bringing out updated versions for this year? Or are we going to be looking now at 2020? I've been holding off buying one for a while. Main reason being is that um, ideally I'd like to get a Mac but they're so expensive, and to have the freedom of a a MacBook Pro with the portability, but I just cannot justify the the price at the moment, and also the fact they have had all these problems with the the keyboards, and I'm just thinking, maybe best just to hang fire. But it was so chuffed to hear the news at the keynote, uh, June keynote, that they're gonna be releasing a dedicated iPad OS, which is fab, And so now hoping that we will start to see, like you've been saying yourself, Brian, eventually, at some point soon, the pro apps coming across to iPad so that we can start using things like Logic and Final Cut Pro. Yeah, but just don't really want to go out and buy an iPad if there's word there may be new models this year. So we'd really appreciate just your thoughts and your feedback on this. That'd be great, Brian. Thanks. uh, Always a really interesting and entertaining show and keep up the good work, buddy. All the very best to you. Bye.
0: Thanks, Simon. Okay. So my advice always to people when you're thinking about buying uh, a product, A, do you really need it right now? Because if you don't, then you can wait it out. Now, Simon, absolutely. There will be new iPads, iPad pros specifically. The design was just refreshed last year with an all new design that is inspired by that iPhone 4 design, which I love as well. So if you're looking to get one, wait till fall when they announce the new ones. It'll just have the latest processor in them. Or quite honestly, there's so much juice inside the current iPad Pros that you could even buy a reduced price first gen model. And this is not you know like a first ever iPad. The iPad is a pretty polished product. So if you wanna save a little coin, there's so much processing power in them already that's being untapped and unused. I think that would be a smart decision, specifically when we're talking about an iPad Pro, especially if you're just doing day-to-day use, word processing, emailing. We're closer than ever, than we have ever been with Apple creating a hybrid type device. We're not there yet. The apps still aren't there yet. The hope is that they will be coming, but um, bottom line, new iPad Pro is absolutely coming probably around that September, October window of time when they announce them. So just sit tight. All right, last call coming out to us from Spencer. Hey, how's it going? This is Spencer, and uh, after this public beta for iOS 13 has come out, I've really been wanting to download it, but I don't have any other phone to put the beta on except my, my, obviously, my daily driver iPhone XS, and I was wondering, should I get the beta for it? Uh, Is it worth just trying out? Because I know there's quite a process to get the beta off your phone once you have it. So is it worth it to download it, even though there are a lot of bugs, I'm sure? Or should I wait for the bugs to be fixed and then download it? Or should I just wait for the the public release in September or whenever? Just wanted to hear your thoughts on all this. Uh, See ya. All right. Thanks so much for calling in. Look, my advice will always be the same. Do not put a public beta on your main and only primary device unless you're willing to live with the consequences. Certain maybe specific apps that you don't use aren't ready to go. Yes, it's a public beta, but it's still a beta. If you really want to try it out, I'm not going to stop you, but I would just always warn people um, just to understand what they're getting into because I still think to this day, some people think it's going to run just as smoothly as a finished polished iOS. Is it good enough to use for the most part? Yeah. But every time I've had maybe one or two apps that are really important to me or just quirky little things of, you know, Windows not displaying properly, um, apps not displaying properly, certain functionality just not working very well that drive me crazy. So um, just do it at your own risk. I'm never going to say yes, go ahead and do it. That's that I don't want to screw people's expectations up. So best of luck to you, Spencer. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Hey, we always got to give a shout out to our Patreon, Platinum Apple supporters at the $100 level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Freighter, Jarrett Lewis, and Calvin Fatakar. Thanks so much for supporting the show. And if you can't support this on Patreon, hey, write a review on iTunes, five-star review it, it helps with the algorithm. Share this show with your friends. Let people know about it. We're still growing, and we still have a ways to go. But thank you. Thank you so much for everything. That's going to do it for this week. Uh, just a reminder, I am going to be literally out of the country for the next two and a half weeks. But I will have two shows, one every week to cover it while I'm gone. Next week, we'll have Romain Darian. He's a iOS AR kit specific developer. Just so much information um, that we talked about ar kit how it's evolving and where the future is for that and then the week after that we'll have my boy techno dad chana talking about home theater apple tv 4k the future of that what apple tv 8k where we're going with that and also the apple tv plus service and all types of home theater stuff as well so both hitting different spaces related to the apple world ios ar kit and home theater so hope you enjoy those while I'm gone obviously I won't be able to take calls but I will return after those two shows we won't have all the current news during those two weeks obviously but when we're back you know we'll be back so thank you so much for listening and supporting I had to keep the content going because you are all taking care of me it's a big big family reunion trip out to China crazy crazy All right, everybody take care be safe We'll talk to you soon. That's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace.